Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I've got my co-host, James. How you doing? And in today's episode, we are talking about volume 5 of Kaguya-sama, Love is War. A fantastic volume. I just, oh, yeah. I can't stress that enough. This is, out of, out of the five volumes so far that we've, you know, gotten through, mm-hmm. this is the best one, hands down for me. I, I think I'm there with you. This, I will say that I obviously saw this first in the anime. Right. And this is, this, or at least the, ch- the chapters are in here, are not only what made me kind of fall in love with this story that they were telling, but also f- mm. made me fall in love with Kaguya and why, I, I remember why I, why she become, or became my favorite character. I think before that, I, I was going back and forth between Ishigami and Chika about who my favorite character was and Kaguya was yeah. there. But after this chapter and all the stuff that happens and the information you get, uh-huh. I think Kaguya just became my favorite. Yeah. And I actually have a confession to make as well on that topic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that definitely my first time reading through these volumes, I as, I, as I've said before, by volume three, my favorite character was Hayasaka. Mm-hmm. And she remained my favorite character for quite quite a couple of volumes after that. Um, definitely into the future beyond volume five. But anyway, now upon rereading these, and really only basing my opinion off of these five volumes that we have read, I also think that Kaguya is my favorite character up to this point in the story. Yeah! <laughs> there you go! So, yeah. Um, didn't feel that way my first time reading, but mm-hmm. this time, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, at oh, least, goodness. at least, yeah, I agree with you. That, yeah. 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 Amazing, amazing chapter, story, uh, volume. Uh, let's let's start talking about Kaguya, because I feel like there, there's a lot to say right there. Mm, indeed. Right off the bat, we kind of learned that both she and Miyuki, you know, half a month has passed of the summer vacation and nothing <laughs> has happened. Uh, uh, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised, you know, we're talking no, about these, these two not dorks. Not really. <laughs> it, it's, to, it's to be expected. It really is. I... What I like about, from from her standpoint on this, she, I, I guess it's obvious since we've kind of been through this these past four volumes now, but in her schedule, she had planned to be with Miyuki. Like, she said, Miyuki would decide, or Miyuki, you know, Miyuki's going to take mm. me somewhere, or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I forget exactly what she said, but it was something along those lines. So basically, her whole, entire plans was based on Miyuki taking the um like the initiative the initiative that's the word taking the initiative mm-hmm. yeah so i thought i thought it was i thought that was so funny <laughs> and, and yeah. despite that despite her writing that in her plans her schedule she still denies like like i would actually want to do that like right like i yeah. actually want to hang out it's like <sighs> even when she's talking with i she's right like she, she's denying that she likes miyuki yeah yeah <laughs> that, that was kind of like, really come on Right, but I guess I guess that's again her pride getting in the way there, despite it being obvious. Yeah, and the well, what I thought was kind of interesting with the first like three or so chapters of this volume, three or four chapters, um, Miyuki and Kaguya don't see each other like mm. for like the first three or four chapters of the volume, uh, which I guess is not a whole lot of chapters in the grand scheme of things, but it does feel like when you're reading it, it does feel like something's missing, you know. 
Uh, yeah. Just because you don't have these two characters together, and it's just, mm-hmm. it feels wrong. <laughs> well, I, I agree. A c- couple things about that. One, it kind of subver- subverts your expectations, especially that first chapter where they both go to the student council room. Yeah. And, and normally in these rom-com love story things, I'm, uh, a meeting like that would end up, they, they, they catch each other the very last moment and, you know, oh, right. I'm glad to see you or something like that. But uh-huh. not not here. Like, Akasaka kind of takes a different direction where they don't meet each other and their summer continues on being unproductive. Yeah. And, and to me, along with the next couple chapters, it, it just kind of subverted my expectations. I mean... I guess when when I watch the anime, but but mm-hmm. still, it, it it's not typical for a rom com. I feel like, at least in my opinion. And then yeah. secondly, there was a moment. I think it was part two of uh, Shinomiya can't hear the fireworks. Not she. Yeah, yeah. Kaguya can't hear the fireworks. It, right. it it was something that I uh, Hayasaka said where you know the longer two people are apart the you know the heart grows fonder or, or something something yeah. along those lines mm-hmm. and the reason why i bring that up is just because you mentioned how we don't see miyuki and kaguya meet and until that that chapter so it's for the reader it's kind of this desire to see them meet again and and to have that connection back so it all it makes it all the sweeter when they finally reunite and have that moment to to each other uh-huh. And so it was kind of that build up through the whole thing that I, I'm, I mean, it was definitely planned. And maybe that's why Hayasaka kind of, well, Akasaka brought that up through Hayasaka is maybe remind the reader of that kind of oh yeah feeling that, uh, that moment when they finally reunite. But anyway. Exactly. No, absolutely. Absolutely. We do get to learn about Kaguya that she's very unknowledgeable when it comes to te- technological devices and <laughs> various things like that in this volume. Um, however, she does type very fast. So I, I, guess, I noted the uh, same thing. I so <laughs> Well, she's got to write reports and stuff, right? So maybe does she use like, I mean, I, mean it's, I guess it's possible that she does write stuff on a computer, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't know much you know. about the internet. Right. I guess that's possible. Or she uses a typewriter <laughs> i don't know you know no, I'm, not, no, no, no. I'm not familiar with the japanese typewriter i don't know if it's similar to yeah, the I keyboard no... I, I don't oh, think so, that's true but... i have no idea how that would work actually <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. anyway yeah that, 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 that that's actually interesting I, i'm gonna mm-hmm. want to look that up after yeah probably Ooh, that yeah. sounds really interesting uh anyway yeah um but yeah like then we get into some pretty heavy stuff on on kaguya's uh, side of things mm-hmm. uh, we learn that you know she's missed out on a lot of things in life oh, sorry you know i hmm? before before you go there i there was one oh. thing i i really it's very important we comment before we get into that all right kage with long hair is really cute or maybe kind of kind of cute like, i i think letting her hair down is a good really good look for her i'm just saying like, yeah i I will say I prefer it when she puts her hair up. Like, oh, really? Like she okay, does that's these fair. Days. <laughs> I think I think she looks cute either way, but I don't. I, re- I really like the, uh, the <laughs> hair let down, especially in the, in that seat in that chapter with her and Hayasaka. You know, she's trying to bathe. And, well, that sounds weird, but she's trying. Right. She is. She's no, trying to I, bathe. I, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and 
just, I don't know, Kaguya's naivety and innocence during that whole chapter was just really cute. And I just thought her hairstyle matched that really weird Absolutely. comment. And I'm, you know, probably a creep like Ishigami, but hey, you know, <laughs> that's just how it is. You should be I happy accept. Chika isn't here to, to whack yeah, you. Yeah. Or tell me that's Kimoi or creepy. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely nice. It, it, it's always nice to see different, like, I guess, designs or like, yeah. you know, like hair kept in different ways and different types of clothing. Totally. Like, characters in different outfits and whatnot. It, it, it's always fun, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Miyuki is one of those that we rarely get to see that with. He's basically always wearing his uh, uniform. That's almost. true. <laughs> uh, but, um, but anyway, yeah. Into Kaguya. Sorry to cut, cut uh, you off, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's perfectly fine. It's per- perfectly fine. Because um, I feel like this might take a while for us to talk about this mm. this bit of her. So uh, basically we learn that she has missed out on a, lot, on a lot of things in life, like pretty simple things, to, like mostly, you know, mm-hmm. things that most people have been doing but you know she she's used to not doing it so she doesn't complain sort of yeah yeah and uh, you know she's learned to hide her disappointment and you know some of these little desires for the little things through mm. indifference and you know, this is just the way it's supposed to be right but she's hiding it not necessarily accepting it if you well i guess she's trying to accept it but it's it's still hurting her because she still has these these wants and and I mean she's kind of a, a bird in a cage in in some some case so absolutely I, yeah it, it's really heartbreaking to see that whole aspect with her being like a you know prisoner in her in her own home sort of like that that really Horse reminds and doll me doll for display like yeah with a doll yeah like it, it reminds me a lot of the tale of the bamboo cutter there with because princess kaguya in that tale you know she was more or less forced to grow up in a very uh like kind of royal environment where she's expected to act a certain way and like not really seem not really act very human mm-hmm. at all like like you know uh to be this very fine like fine lady whatever you know and, you know basically like an elevated doll or whatever you know mm-hmm. and it's really what we see here from kaguya shinomiya as well um, and we see her father, uh, or not, not, we don't see him very well, but we <laughs> do get like the first little taste of what he's like yeah. and oh shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was so gut wrenching to see her yeah. get ready to go shopping with Chica yeah. and, uh, Kay and all them and. Mm-hmm. You know, she was so, so ecstatic and oh, so cute to see her this happy and she was ready. Yeah. And then just to have that taken right out of, right from her. She has to go to her dad and it's for nothing, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was almost just a power move by the dad. S- definitely seemed like it. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Hayasaka on, on what she, right. what she said to him. I mean, that, uh-huh. You know, that was such a jerk yeah. move. Up yours, old man. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Definitely. Gosh. So th- just seeing that and the subsequent not being able to go to the fireworks, which is also just a, gut, a punch in the gut, is yeah. heartbreaking. So unfair. Yeah. Very unfair. 
Yeah, and like and when we see Kaguya crying, mm. like both both times we see her crying, like on her bed with the, the first time, and then mm-hmm. second time, you know, under the stairs, you know, in the alley, whatever. Like, it just breaks my heart. Like, so like ah. Oh. I, I will say I, I, I cried my I my heart out reading this volume. Even mm. like and this is the second time I ever read it and I watched the you know, the scenes in the first season twice as well. Mm-hmm. But still I, I I was crying to the point where like I couldn't see the pages like behind all of the tears in my eyes. Uh, it's emotional. It, it really, really is. And that line where she says, I don't have any control over my life is oh, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. That is such a, a kind of a scary thing to think about where you you can't you can't do or you just be a normal human you you're just kind of you know, like we said earlier this doll for other people to admire right and yeah that that i guess i'm if you if you know my thoughts on titan tea time you know i'm big on freedom and <laughs> yeah. it, it it hurts me to see anybody lack that freedom or not ha- or feel like they don't have that freedom and and that's definitely what i feel from kaguya here definitely and you know she was uh sort of excusing the situation mm-hmm. uh and you know and like being like oh yeah it's okay like it's okay that i didn't get to go shopping because at least i'm gonna go to the fireworks later and, you know, she kept right. looking forward to that and being like, okay, it's fine that I didn't get what I wanted right there because at least I'll have the fireworks. Mm-hmm. But then she get, you know, she got that taken away from her as well. And that was just like the last straw, I feel yeah. like. And that, that that was when she really broke down completely as well. It's, <sighs> it's, it's kind of no wonder she turned into the ice princess that she was in her first year. Yeah, I get, maybe sure. I, I think it was just the first year oh, before before the first year as well but um yeah right. it's, it's no wonder she had that personality and it just mm-hmm. makes makes you appreciate more her you know, her relationship with miyuki and chika and you know someone somewhat friendship with ishigami um something that yeah. she desperately needed yeah and actually i thought that was so nice when uh when she was out and she was like running toward the toward the place where the fire fireworks were gonna be and mm-hmm she she thought of not only Miyuki, you know, Miyuki obviously is he's he's the obvious one because you know she's in love with him, mm-hmm. but she thought of you and Chika as well, True. Uh, as yeah. you know she wanted to spend time with them too, uh, in 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 that moment, basically almost just as much as Miyuki, mm-hmm. uh, despite you know <laughs> all of the <laughs> you know she's had a lot of negative thoughts about both of those characters, <laughs> uh, but you know she she does hold them dear and that that, that mm-hmm. was so so nice to see. It really was so nice to see. Uh, going going back to her dad, like mm. we see we see him just ever so slightly, and that's about it. But we also don't see her mother. Like, I don't I, I don't know if up to this point we understand her mother's situation unless we do. Do you have they have they mentioned anything about her mother at any I, point? I can't I can't recall because I because have. I know I know something, but I can't right. remember if it's if we've if it's been covered yet or not. So I may, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Yeah. I, I for, for, yeah, for now, don't say anything. And if there, if there no. is, if we have covered it all, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out, but we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Later. But, uh-huh. uh, as far as I know that her, her mother is nowhere to be seen. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it's just no wonder she would desire those or the, the fam- familial love that we saw in volume four with her imaginations of the Shinomiya family and being, right. you know, accepted into into their family. Um, so, it, 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 again, another part where it breaks your heart and you can see why she has these feelings and these desires. Yeah, absolutely. Like th- this volume gives such good insight into why Kaguya is the way she is. Mm-hmm. I feel, yeah. and you know, the other volumes have been building up to it slowly, or well, right. not maybe not. Well, uh, I mean, uh, there was a lot. Well, in... at least at least four, and maybe a bit of three. Right. No, 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 yeah. just four, just four. At, at least, at least, yeah, may, may, maybe it was just four, but you know, we it started giving us hints there, sort of, and now mm-hmm. we just kind of well, obviously, we don't have the full picture yet. Uh, True. Entirely. But we did get a lot of insights, and I think it's enough to really understand and to see that there's great reason for for why Kaguya is the way she is. You know, hmm? a thought just came to my mind, and oh. I'm going I'm going off script here, folks. <laughs> a thought came to my mind is since I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how marriage works with the. Shinomiya clan and the others of high society but I do know in Japan among uh, same with a lot of uh, other countries they used to have arranged marriages especially with the um, Kizoku the uh, what's Kizoku in English the aristocrat Um, and I I wonder if that's potentially in Kaguya's future is some sort of arranged marriage situation because she doesn't really have that sort of freedom to um, find, you know, to be in love. So I don't know, maybe that's me just overthinking it or not understanding the situation, but that's just a thought I I had as we were talking just now. I see. I don't think I'm going to say anything about that. That's fine. That's fair. But that's... I won't uh, take it. I won't take it either way. Good. That's interesting though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, um, we got to see her do some pretty sick stunts when she, you know, went down that <laughs> zip line. Right. Down so to the car. <laughs> about that, Hayasaka says, usually you have a plan to escape. What's what's going on? Have you yeah. given up? And that got me thinking, how many times has a situation like this happened and she still tries to escape? I mean, well, I mean, she, she has, you know, she did the whole thing where she punctured the carts in order to walk oh, to school. Oh, okay. There was a cat in the engine and, and whatnot. Oh, that, right. Was it that's, a cat? That, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, sorry. I think that's what it was. Well, well, well she did. She, she punctured did. something else at some point. Right. That was, um, what was that what for? Was that, I think that was, <laughs> to walk, that was walk with Miyuki under the umbrella. umbrella. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's when she punctured but, but, the tire. Right, yeah. So, you know, she, she does stuff like that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's what that's what she was talking about, rather than than at least Kage being known so. for making escapes. I guess I, I guess that's the escape she's talking about. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I I also like how Twitter that whole thing it has a reason for existing. Like yes. it wasn't just a cute thing for her to silently stalk Miyuki. It actually mm-hmm. plays a role. In it, I mean, I mean, one that's just good writing, but it, yeah. it, you know, I I like how it kind of 
helped uh, Kaguya reach out to Miyuki in a way. And we'll talk about Miyuki when we get to his section. But anyway, just yes. just wanted to briefly bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it wasn't just there for like to be a, like a one-off comedic mm-hmm. chapter. It actually, yeah, as you said, it did play a role later on, which which is pretty awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I have too much on Kaguya specifically more. Do you have anything? Battle 45 is obviously my favorite chapter with her, no doubt. Um, that's It's the one with the fireworks, the part two. Uh-huh. And I mean, both both of those show us so much of her backstory and what she goes through on weekly, daily basis, and yeah. that that was such such a great thing to see, um, you know, about her sheltered life. But more, even more so than that, was that final fireworks scene. I I mean, we'll t- talk about the romance, but that yep. that is the scene <laughs> for me that made me fall in love with Kaguya. Um, it was so impactful. It really, really is. And besides that, I mean, she's pretty hilarious throughout this volume. Um, besides those two chapters, she has a lot of funny moments. Absolutely. Cute, funny, cute moments. Yeah, yeah, it's like, a, good, a good good, mix of funny and cute. <laughs> like, she's kind of an airhead in in the way she reacts to some of these things. For example, when they are able to get the same elective class. Uh, her plan basically works. She does this like goofy little dance or, uh, or <laughs> celebration dance. And she does another dance when she mistakenly thinks Miyuki wants to, wants Kage to celebrate his birthday uh, together, like alone. Yep. Uh, and then she has that kind of airhead moment. And then she does another dance or some, some, something like a dance. I'm not, I actually wasn't sure if it was a dance or not, but it looked like it. Um, anyway, so those are just really... I would expect those kind of actions from Chica, kind of. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was funny and cute to see her do that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when, when, when she's under the impression that Miyuki wants to spend his birthday alone with her, yeah, I, think, I think she's purring like a cat. That's right, yeah. She, yeah, she says purr. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that's I mean that's anyway very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think by the way earlier I think I may have said Shinomiya family. I meant the Shirogane family when I was talking about how they were she Kaguya envisioned the Shirogane family accepting her, not the Shinomiya oh. family. Oh yeah, I, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I keep getting I Shirogane and Shinomiya mixed up for some reason. Fair enough. Fair anyway, enough. that that's all I have on Kaguya. Gotcha. I think one thing I could say about that, uh, basically, you you feel like she has been acting a little bit more like an airhead, to a degree. To to quote Bambi, she's acting more Twitterpated. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and I'm I'm feeling like maybe an explanation to that, possibly, could be because of, like, sort of like that's the aftermath and. Uh, result of everything that happened at the fireworks you know with the fireworks she's she's filled up with some kind of you know joy that she doesn't really know what to do with and and also like her love for for miyuki is yeah. uh you know developing more and more i mean she's she's basically falling head over heels for this guy at this point yes absolutely absolutely and who can blame her uh, <laughs> yeah let, let's go into miyuki a bit <laughs> oh my gosh 
I, you know the song "I Need a Hero." He, this could have been playing during <laughs> his whole his whole part. What a champ! Like in the, the fireworks chapters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the fireworks chapters, what? Totally. Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> swoon, swoon. He's oh mm. gosh, so great, so great. I, he, yeah, he was amazing. I loved it. He was so cool. <laughs> he really. I, under, was. I understand his his embarrassment. The, the 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 next chapter. I mean, yeah, that's some corny cheesy stuff. But it, dude, like it it worked, man. You're you're good. You're good. Right. And you know, he didn't even necessarily know that Kaguya even had a Twitter. She has zero followers mm. on Twitter. We we could see that, and he was still able to find her Twitter page and find her uh, like the thing that she had written on there. Uh, and then you know he came and found her. That was amazing. Gosh, what what a great ending to that to part one, uh-huh. you know, and he's just like, you got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if he said ryokai or, or something in Japanese. I'm not sure, but that mm. is yeah, so cool. I mean, what a champ. He he totally is. Uh, and in the beginning of the volume, we see that he you know, due to he and Kaguya not having interacted whatsoever for like the whole basically the whole uh, summer break. <laughs> All he's done is, you know, every day he's studied, worked, eaten, taken a bath, and then gone to sleep. It's like <laughs> rinse and repeat. Typical Shiragane yeah. lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> but really, he's kind of sad. Uh, and, you know, he writes texts and then he erase, erases <laughs> them before sending them. And <laughs> like, he's like, what do I have a, what is my, is this my first crush? And it's like, it is. Yeah. The narrator <laughs> says that. It yeah. is. That is so great. I can't believe he's uh, still in denial about it. Or what is he trying to pretend? Is he trying to fool himself into thinking that this is not his first rodeo? Like, I don't understand. Uh, his, I don't know. It's, it's his pride, man. It's his pride. It's his pride, and maybe all yeah, like his pride, and like maybe he's thinking that ooh, I'm I'm beyond the age where I'm allowed to have a something called a first crush. Good point. I, maybe like, but but that is due to his pride, most likely. If that if that mm-hmm. is the case. No, but I agree with your reasoning. Mm. And and yeah, you touched on the like you know after after the whole fireworks thing and they come back to school and how he regrets, like you know those some somewhat cheesy <laughs> lines that he that he said. I've been there. I mean, I mean, not in this exact situation, <laughs> but I, I've looked back on things I've said or things I've done. Yeah. And like, man, just kill me, kill me now. Like, <laughs> I regret uh-huh. everything. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> it's it's normal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Totally. Absolutely. And we learned that he has a phobia of fish and also yeah. apparently blood. Interesting. In one of the Chica Helps Him Out chapters. You know, in that chapter, he mentions that he can only show his weaknesses to Chica. Yeah. And it got me thinking why he wouldn't be able to show to Ishigami, who, for all for all intents and purposes, or at least from what we've seen, seems like his best friend. You would think he'd be able to open up to him. But then I was thinking, maybe he's worried that he would lose Ishigami's respect for him if he yeah. were to reveal these weaknesses. So, although you think maybe Ishigami would notice some of these weaknesses being as observant as he is, but... That's besides the point. Uh, Chica, on the other hand, I I wouldn't think that she would be the first one that he would go to or 
expressed, but I think ever since the volleyball moment where mm-hmm. she accidentally stumbled upon him trying to get better at volleyball, yeah. he's basically had no other person to turn to besides her. So it was more of a accidental thing, but now that she knows he has these weaknesses, he feels that she is the only one he can open up to. That's what I got from it. Yeah, no, like I think definitely. Like the the chance, the pure chance that she happened to, you know, walk in on him, on, on him slamming his face into volleyballs, <laughs> uh, that that opened can kind of opened that door, I think. And mm-hmm. and I think also back in that chapter, um, when he realizes, well, first he doesn't know that someone came in. Like he 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 heard that someone came in, but he didn't realize who it was. So he kind of freaks out. Oh shit! Someone saw me. Then mm-hmm. he sees that it's Chica, and he's like, oh, it's just Chica. Oh. I, I think it's like something along those lines in that chapter where okay. like he like he, he because of the you know he doesn't think too highly of her so mm-hmm. with that with that logic he's like oh then it's fine since she probably has a lot of flaws I guess in his and <laughs> in, 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 in Miyuki's minds uh then it then it's fine because it's like I don't know uh so I think that that's also part of it but also yeah like and and then since she started to learn about his flaws, then he, he feels like, yeah, that's the one person that can know. No one else can know. So he mm. kind of keeps it to her, possibly, for that reason gotcha. as well. Gotcha. But, but yeah. <laughs> and she's, I mean, she's so sweet. Um, we'll yeah. get to her in a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, the last thing I just wanted to touch on very, very briefly about Miyuki is um, that apparently he is rather superstitious. He checks his horoscope every morning. He has a bunch of like charms, like lucky charms on his bag, and mm-hmm. uh, which is you know fun, I guess. But it, it's not something I would have expected necessarily out of his character. Yeah, I yeah same. I mean, I think some people who are it, it might be a stereotype where people some people who are strong studiers or they do do an incredible amount of studying also tend to you know, grab a omamori for studying or something like that at the at the temple, Jinja, whatever. Hmm. Um, I think that might be a stereotype. I'm not sure. I see. But I, I definitely, it didn't, it, it, it didn't occur to me that he would be, you know, a superstitious type until this yeah. chapter. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fun to, to learn. Mm-hmm. Little stuff about him like that. Uh, do you have anything more on Miyuki? I, I just another sign of his, you know, good characteristic and uh, just being a great guy is mm. he was willing to spend a good chunk of his money to find Kaguya or you know get her to the fireworks festival. Right. I forget how That's much right. it said he spent. I think it, it, it was, was about uh-huh. about seventeen thousand yen. Um, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And he planned that money for dates throughout the summer with Kaguya, so I guess it was still spent on the on the the person he intended to, but still that's that's a lot of money for a high schooler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially taking his his age in into account, that is quite a bit. But then again, he hadn't wasted any money throughout the whole summer break anyway, so he he uh he he could afford it probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just wasting it all on that last one last night, uh, or not wasting it, no, but no, spending no. it. 
<laughs> well, one one more thing I had going back to that chapter with the horoscope. Yeah. And his birthday. Help cl- help me clarify this. Does his family not celebrate birthdays really anymore because they're just so busy? And is there some sort of like economical reason they don't do that, or hmm. is it that he was just trying to play cool and not? You know, bring uh, attention to it. The way I have understood it is that in his family, in the Shirugane family, like he, his father and his sister, they don't, they don't celebrate birthdays because maybe it's partially because I mean, I mean, maybe it's largely because of their like not amazing financial situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I, I think there's also like just kind of like a social thing between them that they they just don't necessarily care about it that much. Okay. But that but but that could be an effect of the fact that they don't have, you know, bundles of money. Uh, maybe, but but yeah, like they like none of them really seem to care that much about it. Okay. I think it was mentioned in one of the previous volumes that on Miyuki's birthday birthdays, his dad gives him like two thousand yen, and that's like it. That's like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Which is about about twenty bucks. Right. But yeah. Uh, moving on to Chika Fujiwara. The best new piece of information that we learned about her, this volume, in my opinion, is that she is a real ramen foodie. Yeah. <laughs> this, this Could this girl be one of my people? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gosh, uh, I want some ramen so bad. Oh, yeah. When I was reading that chapter, I was, I was already hungry when I started reading it. And mm. I just got so, like, so much more hungry as I was reading it. Oh, it just looks so tasty. Uh, but yeah, she knows how to eat ramen like a pro. <laughs> and she thinks that Miyuki and Kagi are playing a game in the student council chambers when they're like walking past each other. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. She's so oblivious sometimes. She, yeah, she just assumes they're playing a game and she's like, oh, I guess I don't know the rules of this game. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, oh, Ishigami, you don't even know how to play. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of just smirks at him like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was really funny actually. <laughs> this, uh, Chica went on a lot of vacations this time. She's very she's very outgoing in that in that sense. Definitely. Very very well off to do apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah which is wow. I mean not surprising considering this their school. Um, yes. But anyway, it it was interesting to see at least as sisters. I won't go into them detail yet, but as mm. sisters they there's definitely some differences of personality but at the same time there's definitely a body type that they share all share mm-hmm. um <laughs> yep, and yep. You, could, you could tell they all come from the same family line uh, <laughs> say <that>. definitely <laughs> kaguya would not be able to pretend to be a sister of theirs no she would no wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't really work. yes yeah would <laughs> wouldn't go down very well ishigami probably wouldn't suggest uh, any of them to become archers <laughs> probably not he yeah uh, i don't think i don't think he suggests anything to them at this point no, no he wouldn't dare for fear for fear of his own life um yeah. hmm. i i i i cannot really really go back i mean she was hilarious as always in this volume but there's there's two moments in this chapter for chica that spoke to me and that was one where she 
first off, let's talk about the, the fish and her helping Miyuki try to overcome that. That moment where Miyuki says she's the only one he can tell her her weaknesses, that mm. really had an impact on her. Yeah. And I think part of it is she's just a kind-hearted person and saying something like that would, you know, make her kind of melt in her hands in that kind of sense. You know, she, okay, <laughs> okay I'll do it, fine. Uh-huh. And I think another part could be that this is kind of having that sort of relationship with someone is maybe something she desires. Not not necessarily romantically, but with a friendship. You know, she's she's complained, well, complain's the wrong word. She's talked about in the past where potentially she doesn't get along with others as easily or her mm. classmates as easily. So having someone who is willing to open up to her, probably hearing that probably mean, means a lot to her, I think. Absolutely. Um, so... There's that, and and I, I I don't hate me for bringing this up, uh-huh. but maybe there's a tinge of some sort of romantic feelings there. I don't know. Oh. Like, I, I mean, look, I, I part of me wonders: is there some sort of payoff to this con- consistent new, other than the just just being funny chapters, but this uh-huh. consistent. Kag- uh, or Chika helps Miyuki, um, and if it's just comedic and we just get to see more of uh, different sides of them, I'm totally fine with that. But after this chapter, part of me one part of me wonders if there is something that Akasaka is trying to build up between these two, um, and probably not necessarily from Miyuki's side, but maybe Chika, as time goes on, maybe grows a little too fond of. Yuki, I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe I'm reading too much into it. And again, I think she desires friendship more than romantic feelings at this point. But that was just something that came to my mind when I read that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I, it's very interesting. Yeah, keeping keeping spoilers out of it, What, if you can, what, what do you feel? Or at least in that interaction, what, what did you mm. think of? Um, I, I definitely think I definitely think that compared to previous chapters where Chica has helped Miyuki out in that kind of way, this one felt like maybe it leaned a little bit more into that, like into mm-hmm. something potentially romantic, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't. I don't think that is what it is. Um, yeah. I choose to think that it's more so uh, Chica just you know. Be not not really being able to say no to right. someone who needs her help. Res- yeah, responding well uh, to that kind of you know request or something like that. Yeah, and I think a lot of for a lot of people just in general, I think we all no maybe not all of us, but like a lot of us have some kind of uh, subconscious desire to help, like sure. to to like to teach maybe like well you know maybe be wanted like you know someone. Like we want to, we want someone. Hmm. We want to show what we know, and we want to yeah. maybe pass our knowledge on to someone yeah, else. Like, yeah. I think that's something a lot of people have just in them. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that, and definitely, definitely with Chica, she's mm. definitely that kind of kind person. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until she finds out that all of that was for naught, and uh, then maybe she <laughs> has a bit of regret. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I, I am continually yeah. entertained by the last pages of each of these chapters, these kind of mm-hmm. chapters. And she's like, okay, I'm not doing that again. Like, never again. And it just says, to be continued. Yeah, all I, right. <laughs> I, uh, this poor child. When, when will her suffering uh, end? <laughs> I don't know. Um, one last thing from that chapter regarding Chica is that she, uh, she brings these horror movies you know, so she and me can can watch those together, and that it was. She mentioned that. I mean, first of all, that was that was really funny to see them. You know, watch those films together, like mm-hmm. like basically watching horror movies for educational purposes. When it comes to gutting a fish, <laughs> uh, that that's creative. But anyway, uh, she says that she borrowed those films from her s- sister, and yeah. I'm guessing it's from her older sister. I'm guessing. Uh, cause I just feel like that might be something that their father might not allow just based on what we know from previous volumes, mm-hmm. uh, like horror movies feel, or uh, unless maybe he's cool with horror movies. I don't know, but I was thinking maybe it's her older sister because maybe she's old enough. So her dad allows her to watch stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. That was, that was the first <laughs> thought i had I, I doubt it's the little sister unless she has a right. secret horror collection <laughs> i mean i mean we all we we i think it was in the first volume if we kind of got some sort of hint that chica might have some sort of fascination with like the occult and kind of horror stuff when when they have when they you know when they talk about going oh, like yeah. where, where to go for a summer vacation sort of uh, like mm-hmm. the ocean, the ocean, or the mountains, and then Chica suggests this mountain that's supposedly like haunted or something like that, <laughs> if I recall. Uh, so she seems to have some sort of fascination for that. So who knows? Maybe her little sister does too. I don't know. It's funny that she would have a fascination for that, but then she's maybe not so great at watching horror movies. But I guess it's a little right. different. <laughs> it's like spooky yeah. versus gore. Right. Uh, yeah. Actually, for me, that's a big, big difference. I, I, I don't like gore very much usually. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's strange. In Attack on Titan, I really yeah. usually in, enjoy the gore, but in like everything else, I, I I'm really disgusted by it. <laughs> anyway, you know, I I I agree with that, uh, but yeah, that's that's a tangent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, anything else on Chica? Yes, so a couple things. One, about her kind of being a teacher slash mother type figure to Miyuki. We we see that again <laughs> briefly in the chapter with the electives where Miyuki's like mulling over what he should pick and he's like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't maybe I should do music and she just grabs his <laughs> shoulder and she's like, You can't. Do, like, yeah. That that is probably one of the scariest faces she's made. Uh, <laughs> and she's I mean, she's uh, super serious. Oh well she's super serious, super traumatized. Yeah. Um and and the face like once she says if possible please please refrain yourself and and then the next face uh, in, in the next battle Miyuki's thinking like Fujiwara's will is strong here she'll stop me no matter what track it just her face just off the corner is <laughs> I don't know it's just something like she's been emotionally scarred for the rest of her life yeah and, and she truly was anyway <laughs> I really like that face but also it just it's just the little things where he's He's listing the benefits of all, and then she kind of glares at, glares at him when at the mention of music again. I, I don't know. I, right. I find yes. that really endearing about her is, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
she just has all sorts of reactions. Yeah, I, th I thought th that page was really funny when, you know, Miyuki mentions these different, uh, you know, electives. And Kaguya looks the exact same on all three of those panels. Yeah. And then we have uh, Chika, like, relatively similar on the first two. And then on the last one, she's just like, Claire. Like, she's no. Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. You will not ruin mm. this for me. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> The last thing for Chika for me is right after the ramen scene where she meets Ishigami and Miyuki. Yes. And Ishigami offers her the mints because of the garlic smell. Mm -hmm. Which I, apparently, I guess I, I didn't really, I, I kind of knew this, but I'm understanding this a little more maybe. Mm -hmm. The Japanese are a little more susceptible to the smell of garlic. They don't really like it that much. So anyway, so Ishigami being the so the guy, the more observant and apparently a very good smeller, he noticed the garlic on her breath and gave her a mint, and she was very embarrassed by that. Yes, um, I mean, I mean that that makes sense. But as we see throughout throughout their relationship, Chika seems to have a lot of anger towards Ishigami, mm -hmm. and a lot of it's not justified. I think. Some of it yeah. is, I mean, the shampoo thing, yeah, I guess that's a little weird. I mean, he's just trying to be nice, but I guess I can see why it's someone to be thrown off by that. The gar the, the garlic breath, I mean, okay, I, I guess, you know, you, you can be a little self-conscious and not be a little upset about that. But having the same birthday and being upset about that, yeah, I... At the beginning of this this volume, <laughs> it it brings up Ishigami for the first time in this, in this student council relationship diagram, and the first thing it puts down is, or not the first thing, but one of the new things it adds is the arrows for Ishigami and Chika. Ishigami thinks she's insane. And which uh, yeah okay, I agree with that. And then Chika mm -hmm. thinks Ishigami is a nemesis. And I guess her reactions that does make sense, after reading this volume. But before this volume. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe. I just thought there was just a lot of misunderstandings, um, or well, she he he does he does rub her the wrong way a lot of the time. I guess yeah. obviously it's not intentionally on his part, but it has ha been a thing that's happened like frequently. True, especially after this volume, for her. So right, but I feel like it's happened ever since he got came in with in in, in chapter or sorry in volume three, he has True. been doing things you know gesturing like her breast size <laughs> yeah you know that that was only one of the first like early ones but you know it's been little right. things like that here and there true uh, <laughs> true 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 i just think she's not giving him the fair chance uh for sure absolutely he's a really solid bloke i mean yeah i mean sure he's a teenager and you know the 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 breast talk was probably a little too much but you know I, I think Chica is also a lot of times in the wrong here, but anyway. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, like, she... I don't think she necessarily got upset with him when he when he gave her a breath mint, but she got embarrassed. Like, oh, definitely oh. got embarrassed. Like, because, I, I mean, maybe she got, got, got upset, but I, I don't think that was an obvious thing to take out of, like, take from that as a reader. I don't think necessarily. Yeah, that... Yeah, I think you're... Yeah, there was definitely some embarrassment there, but I don't right. know. I I feel like that could potentially add to Chica's somewhat dislike for him. 
well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. But anyway. um, and I do think I do think that someone who has eaten garlic, especially like raw garlic, and that mm-hmm. like a whole a whole um piece of like not not piece like a whole what do you call it clove 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 yes um like and she had just ne- eaten it i don't think that's just a japanese thing i think people all over would be able to sense that it's especially someone who's as perceptive as you is right i mean yeah it's true that you know there is this thing called garlic breath and it gives some pretty bad odors from all, all sorts of entrances and exits i would argue yeah, there's this, there's a stereotype in J- in Japan where foreigners just smell bad, just when they sweat, and oh, yeah, it's it's a thing, um, and so some people have been bullied because of that, like foreigners who live in Japan. Mm-hmm. So huh. I've always wondered why that was. I mean, I think it's becoming a little more accepted in Japan that they just understand that different cultures are just different. Um, right. Huh. And so I've always wondered what that was. Someone would try to explain to me that it was because of how much garlic we eat that we, our, our body odor ends up smelling different. So the Japanese body odor would smell, would smell funny to someone who, if, they, if they were to live in America, let's say. Right. It would smell funny to Americans versus American living in Japan, you know, it smells funny to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really probably just like you're basically something you're not used to in your culture. Right. Like, so I always thought it was something like they're not used to the garlic, and so mm. maybe that's why they're more susceptible to this <laughs> stuff. Uh, but maybe I'm maybe. overthinking it, and it's just, it's just classic <laughs> garlic breath. I I I I, w- I would think that, but that is an interesting point though that you bring up as well. Yeah. Uh, but hey, let's move on to you Ishigami. We've already talked about the garlic thing, the breath mint mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, you know, honestly, just a nice gesture on his part, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I thought it was nice to see him, um, along with Chika and Miyuki, you know, he was also searching for Kaguya during the fireworks festival. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, obviously, like, you and, and, and Kaguya haven't been on the best of terms, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. still there, you know, running around, getting sweaty for... You know, in order to to try to find her with with the others is super sweet. So yeah, I I thought that was nice. Like nothing hasn't necessarily been said between the two, or actually something sort of was at the in the last chapter when she gives that like angelic smile to oh, to Ishigami, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, oh dude, if there's ever ever anything you want to talk about, you know, I'm here for you. <laughs> uh, that was like felt felt a bit out of nowhere. Um, but you know, I I I think maybe she meant it. Maybe she was just feeling extra positive, and she 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 said that because I do think she thinks fondly of him. Ultimately, she doesn't despise him. Well, I I think especially after this volume, she yeah, feels that yeah. way. Uh, she realizes how how special the bond that the student council has, and mm-hmm. with not being with them for the whole summer i think it again the heart grows fonder you know when oh yeah the absence or whatever i think that not only applied to miyuki but it also applied to chika and ishigami oh, in yeah. in sort of a, a friend a friendship kind of a way right yeah i i really like that that's a that's a really good point actually 
Yeah, so I think this this uh, volume, even though you really didn't have very big of a role in this volume, uh, but I do think that his, you know, relationship to to Kaguya did did grow better throughout it. I agree. In in, in a discreet kind of way. Mm-hmm. For me, Ishigami was just hilarious in the in the chapters he was in. He wasn't in a lot this volume besides the fireworks one, but he. The, the 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 chapter with uh, Kashiwaki and and her boyfriend, yes. him just ripping out the paper towel or the the toilet paper. It's like, what are you uh-huh. gonna do with that? Uh, yes, that, it it was great and his his yeah. reactions and everything. So he's so he's so great to have. He just adds another layer to the student council and and their reactions. And he could see through Kashiwaki's boyfriend's. Uh... Like, like f- from the start, he, he could tell that he was only there to kind of gloat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Definitely. Anything more on you, though? I don't think I have anything else. Mm. No. Then let's talk a bit about Ai Hayasaka. I did feel very sorry for her when, when Kaguya kept calling her out of the bath, like, yeah. time and time again, over and over. Uh... She needed to take it easy for a moment. And, like, even the fact that that chapter even ends with uh, Kaguya bursting in, like, <laughs> again. Uh, and that kind of being the punchline of the of the chapter. Uh, poor Hayasaka. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you do feel bad for her. You wonder if... Does she ever get this alone time? Like, how rare is that time? It must, it must be yeah. fairly rare. And so if you do feel bad... And not only that... It was, as she kind of felt like she could finally relax, she mm. started thinking about Miyuki and Kaguya's relationship and how she's like, you know, it's it's nice. Yeah. must be nice to have someone you love or something like that. And uh-huh. it got, it, I think that kind of set a plot point for her in that she also has this desire per se or you know uh, to have to have love um not to say she has someone in mind Mm -hmm. uh but she definitely kind of desires that uh, relationship there and it may be it may be think about kaguya's situation where she's she's just a a a doll you know to be to be seen not with that without freedom whatever and mm. I wonder if that applies, or if I feels the same way, in that because Kaguya can't express herself, or she has these rules, she's also somewhat bound by these rules. I'm not exactly sure how it works yet. I'm sure we'll get more explanation about the mm. the Hayasaka family and the Shinomiya family, but it's uh, it's interesting to think about, and I wonder... Right if we'll dive in more into that later on. I feel like Hayasaka has been shown to have more freedom and be more in touch with with that side of her. True. Uh, you know, she uh, goes through some some loopholes to kind of bend the, the clothing uh, dress code at the school. Uh, for example, is something that she chooses to do. You know, that's her 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 decision, and it's good point. Good it, point. It, it's one thing that she might do 
in order to you know it it, it is a sense of freedom um rebellion maybe even um and i think the fact that she isn't actually a shinomiya Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I do think even though she obviously works very close to to the Shinomiya family, mm-hmm. I do still think that there is a pretty big difference there. That she is she isn't bound by the same sorts of uh, like family gotcha. rules, at least from what I've been able to tell here. Yeah, that's. I'll, I'll be honest. That's what I felt like at, mm. uh, when I first read it in the volume four. But then when we discussed it last week. Uh, I, someone, someone mentioned that she was kind of bound by those rules as well or something like that. And so I started thinking, oh, maybe that's... Right. Yeah, I think Lucas may have brought up the idea that since they, and, and, and I do think that makes sense that like Mm -hmm. they both kind of grew up in, in a, in a house where they have these, like, you know, these, uh, on the wall, you know, they have these lists of rules sort of and, and etiquettes or whatever. Uh, so I guess... Mm -hmm. She, I mean, yeah, it does make sense, I think, for her to be influenced to a degree, but just based on what we've seen of her, I Mm -hmm. don't think it, I don't think, I don't think she is as affected as Kaguya is. Uh, But it's it's definitely possible that she is affected to, to a degree. To a degree. Got it. Mm. Got it. I I think. Mm. And and one other thought about this, this very scene is, I, I wonder if this is her trying, or her feeling like she can't be her true self or maybe her true self is not good enough. Something like that. Um, just because... I, only because she starts... She sounds like she's about to go off on a monologue. You know, if only... You know, if only what? Like, what What could be holding her back from having someone she likes? Is it her job? Is it some sort of rules we don't understand? Or is it this personality... Not disorder. It's not a disorder. Uh, you know, this personality change that she does, or these different facades. Like maybe right. she doesn't have enough um, confidence in herself. I think you brought up two good uh, possibilities there. One of them being her like different personas. Like she seems Persona, to maybe yeah. struggle with that, and like feeling comfortable with the real her mm-hmm. seems to be some sort of issue with her. And and also you mentioned her her work, which is very time demanding and right. Uh, very like maybe she doesn't feel like she would have time for something like that. I think those are both really good, uh, like possibilities for why, uh, why that is. But I do gotcha. think a third idea might also just simply be that she hasn't found the person like someone that she has fallen for like that yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's also potentially uh, maybe. An, an explanation well and maybe that's because she's just her work you know like she doesn't have time to find someone that she would right like like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think there's a lot that could could be it there but but there definitely are reasons though <laughs> gotcha and i mean i in that chapter i mean th- that chapter was really like her main chapter i feel um mm-hmm. and uh i i definitely admire her patience with kaguya uh in that <laughs> And also her frankness, sort of, when, when Kaguya is like, oh, I know, I'll just make my account private, too. <laughs> and then he's like, no, like, like, I is like, no, like, when in the past has that ever worked? Like, that, that's like... <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson? Right. <laughs> 
And like I remember that that was my thought too. And like I hadn't even seen what what I had to say. Like I had the same Lol. thought when Kaguya said that. I was like, no, Kaguya, like this is just repeating basically your own same old stuff that never <laughs> went anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I do like that a lot. And obviously, another kind of just her being frank is she doesn't say it's to Kaguya's dad's face, but she does say mm-hmm. of yours, old man, which I mm-hmm. just yes go girl like he he's a prick yeah uh, it, it, i i did like that a lot from her and you you see more so than than ever that hayasaka is the one who really understands and feels guilty about not guilty but feels bad for kaguya's situation yeah in that she's treated unfairly she doesn't she's not really free to be herself or to do the things she wants but Hayasaka is really the only one that fully understands that at this point. Yeah. So it's just nice to be able to, nice to be able to see that some someone can sympathize, empathize, whatever the right word is. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And I think, I think Kakuya is really lucky to have I at mm-hmm. her side. You know, throughout all this, to have yeah. someone who knows what what she's going through and and who helps her out uh, to the big extent that I does. And you know, it's not only that she helps helps out with things like basically give being being given orders and stuff like obviously she does that too uh she she you know acts on on Kaguya's different you know plans and stuff she she goes above and beyond there but she also uh you know is willing to take things into her own hands when necessary you know when Kaguya was you know completely destroyed and just crying in her bed she wasn't at like gonna act or anything uh take any action or give any orders or anything to to i but i was the one who who was able to you know on her own accord try to you know sort of get get uh kaguya back on her feet and yeah and then obviously help her help her escape which was really 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 sweet yeah anything else on i master of disguise yes (laughs) she is the master of disguise (laughs) she is i love that yeah, I mean, she has a lot of experience in dressing up and... For sure. Like that, it seems. At least we've seen it now in two volumes. So we can move on to some of the smaller characters in the volume. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Nagisa Kashiwagi a little bit. I thought it was really funny and sort of sort it's of. like sweet. she's glowing or something. Right, yeah, that. But you know, when she and her boyfriend just kind of mess with with the student council, that was a little, uh, whoo, a little spicy. Very, very spicy. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, and then she just opens the doors like, just kidding. <laughs> I really, really like that because we haven't really seen necessarily that side of her before. We we know that yeah, she... that playful side, yeah. Right, yeah. I thought I thought that was really fun to see that, and we also get to know that she has been able to influence her boyfriend's appearance and, you know, make him change his hair and, you know, get piercings and even change his way of speaking. Um, and, you know, all because she won their battle of love. You know? Exactly. Uh, which is just a really funny, like, just... I think it's really funny that Akasaka has that couple as part of the story as just an example of <laughs> how it can turn out for mm-hmm. someone who confesses his feelings. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, I mean, he, he's, Kashiwagi's boyfriend is happy, you know? Um, oh, of course. In the, in the relationship, but he is a loser. He really is. Like, he doesn't seem to have, like, a, you know, he, just doing what she wants him to do. I don't know what I think about that. Yeah, I mean, he does seem to go by her whims or whatnot. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in this couple because I don't know what to think. Other than, other than the fact that, you know, Kashiwaki's boyfriend's a loser and she won the, 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 the war of love or whatever. And, yeah, you know, they, <laughs> they've gone further and further in their relationship. You know, after this chapter, I, I started almost seeing Kashiwagi in a new light. It's like oh. maybe the maybe there's something to her that I don't understand, or maybe maybe she is just in, innocent in all this. But <laughs> it's interesting that she would change, try to change the boyfriend to be kind of a not a punk. Maybe a tool is the right word. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's <laughs> it's interesting to me, and <laughs> what really got me kind of kind of spooked was her answer to uh asking asking if they had done it before and she says <laughs> yes of course or we haven't and but the uh, a couple things one i mean you can say i can't tell if, i can't tell if it's true or not yeah uh, you know it, it, it's very like mischievous but i mean at the same time like that's kind of a personal question why would you be asking that anyway um right. so I, I i mean i don't know if they've done it or not in this context but right. it's, it's it's impossible to tell yeah but it's also the fact that she does the okoai koto, the how cute yeah. face. Yes. <laughs> and but, yeah. I, so part of me wonders, okay, is that just Miyuki seeing that face because he's so afraid of it? Ah. Was that just his imagination? Or <laughs> is there just something more? I don't know. Am I thinking too, am I thinking too much about, about that face? Or, it, you know, is um, she being very... Manipulative here. I don't know. I'll uh, mm. I'll let you speculate. I I suppose. But gosh dang it, she's adorable. She's cute. She Man. she's awesome. I love her. I love her. Uh, definitely. Cause I mean, she she is more than just a joke character. She is. I mean, I think, I think she has some. I think last mob volume, I I I said how much I respected her for being like when when when. Kaguya was talking to her about, mm-hmm. you know, maybe having been touched by Miyuki and whatnot, <laughs> and how how Nagisa just stood her ground like, no, he should not have done that. That was, you know, it's his responsibility to protect or and like to not inflict any harm or anything like that, and like how she, she was so firm and and decided on that was something yeah. I thought was really really awesome. That is really awesome. But it also makes me wonder, can that same person go around and have a sort of relationship with a guy already? I don't know. I mean, I guess they've been dating for a few months now. But Yeah, they've been dating for four months, according to the yeah. manga, if I, if I recall. I mean, ac- according to Miyuki, the fifth date is fair game, right? <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, I probably jumped the gun on that one. but No, 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 it's, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, no, that... That that was really great, and just getting Kaguya's reactions to every every oh, time he shouts out something like word. that. <laughs> oh my word! Uh, but yeah, that that was that was just a great chapter. I think right now the most mysterious 
couple, the mysterious people for me are Kashiwagi and her boyfriend and this girl uh-huh. on this yes. last page. Yes, the girl. Their their story, there better be something good, okay? Uh-huh. Like, it, it's building up to something. I will say that the girl who seems to be in love with Kashiwagi's boyfriend, she is one of my favorite characters in the story. And she's, she's crying. She yes. Uh, so I actually have something to say about her for this. Like besides the fact, basically in the previous volumes, we've all all, all we had to say on her is like, she appeared, mm-hmm. um, because she has appeared actually in every volume so far, uh, but really only super briefly. And yeah, yeah, it was very brief in this one as well. But what I had to say about her in this one is like I feel like she's really only making herself more depressed by stalking Kashiwagi and her boyfriend the way she seems to for be doing. For real, yeah. Uh, you know, she has been stalking them for a while now, at least according to the panels that we've seen. Uh, and, and yeah, she really is just, like, inflicting more more, more harm onto herself than, than she would have if she had just tried to stay out of it. She's got to move on. Yeah, I, I guess in a way I understand that it's hard because she is supposedly friends with Nagisa, like mm. with Kashiwagi. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they seem to be pretty good friends. So even if she didn't stalk them, she would have still had to, you know, True. hang Deal out with, with Nagisa. And, yeah. and like, it's just a hard situation in general, I think, for her. But yeah, we, we don't know much about her at the moment and... Uh, I better get some sort of introduction next volume. I swear. <laughs> she's on the volume. Like, um, oh, in yeah, the background. Oh, yeah, she is in the background of the... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I I am very excited to get more into her. Um, into Eventually. her character. And, and yes. Keishirogana appeared in this volume, but I didn't take any notes for her. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, other than the fact that she kind of used language that i guess shirogana <laughs> or yuki didn't like yeah that was actually pretty funny he just writes <laughs> writes away and like don't, don't say, say hell <laughs> yeah, heck or whatever yeah whatever it was uh yeah that was <laughs> nice and then we got moiha fujiwara the little sister of of chika um she had one night really nice part where she was like you know the moment Kaguya messaged them and is like, I can't go shopping with you today. She's like, decided right away, then we'll, we'll, we'll postpone it then. And, you know, just do it again when Kaguya's available. Good kid. So good. S- such a good kid. I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And, or do you have anything more on Moiha? No, not, not no. at the moment. <laughs> there, there wasn't really that much. No. But then we have uh, also uh, Toyomi Fujiwara, the older sister. Mm-hmm. Um... The only notes I took for her was that apparently she really loved the food in Egypt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She drinks coconuts on her chest. Yes, uh, yes. Perfect uh, built-in table. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the last character that I want to talk about is a middle-aged man called Saburo Odajima who has a passion for ramen and tasting new ramen places. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously through the, in the ramen chapter and how he goes back and forth, you know, being impressed and disappointed in Chika's uh, way to eat ramen and just like following along with his thought process was just really interesting and funny. Yeah. And like he has this kind of like 
rules as to like what is right and what's wrong, a wrong way to eat ramen. And he's a very, very interesting guy, a very peculiar fellow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I liked, I liked hearing his commentary on the proper way to eat ramen or ordering yeah. ramen or something like that. It made me question uh-huh. my own ramen skills that I thought <laughs> I, I thought I was a pretty good ramen person, but clearly, yeah. clearly I am I am just a noob. Yes. <laughs> I I find it also interesting that one of the persons he mentions as the ramen king of Tokyo. Yes. Is a taxi driver that appears later on in the chapter, or in the volume. Yeah, I, I was going to ask if you thought that was the same guy or not. Oh, I totally uh, think it's the same guy. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, because it, 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 it wouldn't make sense for him to look, for them to look basically identical and not be the same guy. I mean, they're uh, both taxi drivers, so they look yeah. identical, both taxi drivers, it's just mm-hmm. you know, a little overweight, it just it made sense. Yeah, I, 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 I tried to, I had a little bit of that at first, like, I was like, oh, I guess the nose might, might not be the same nose, and the glasses look slightly different, but no, obviously, it, it's got to be the same guy. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So, they, 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 those two are, like, two of the, two of the four ramen kings of Tokyo. Are we going to meet the rest of the ramen kings? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. I Maybe. thought this was a one and done thing. I guess uh-huh. I shouldn't have expected that. You never, never make any assumptions. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, that was that was very nice. And obviously, like pages like that, like the last page of the ramen chapter, where you get to like really read about those four, you know, Tokyo's four ramen kings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously something that you don't really get in like anime adaptations and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, like those sorts of like in-depth kind of just information dumps. Uh, so like pages like that, pages like that are definitely like stuff that I, uh, appreciate a lot with a manga. Agreed. Because I don't think there, I can't remember, I, I don't think I ever, when I watched the anime, I don't think I, I ever made the connection between, like, that the, the, the taxi driver was someone significant or someone that we should have known of. Uh, I think, I think I did just because, well, I don't know why, but I think I did when I watched the anime because... I remember reading this chapter and when I got the ramen one, it was like, oh, hey, there's the taxi guy that appears later. And then sure enough, he appeared again. So I guess like... I, I, well, yeah, he, he did appear twice in the fireworks place, yeah. but. Well, I meant, I meant the ramen chapter when oh. he appears in the ramen chapter, uh, uh, yeah. not, you know, as like a vision or like, oh... Yeah. Right, like very, very briefly, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and when I was reading that manga, I remember the anime when he was in the fireworks... I was like, yeah, that's the same guy. Oh, oh, wow, that, that that that's a good memory, especially since you haven't, you've only seen it once, and it was quite right. a while ago. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess I was just looking for connections, and I saw a taxi, and I was like, oh yeah, that guy was also chubby <laughs> or something. Anyway. Good, good. Yeah, nice, nice work. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we can move into comedy a bit if you if you are down. Let's do it. Let's, the comedy discussion. I and I think I can just continue a little bit with Saburo, uh, right there, since we're sort of on his uh, on the topic of him already. Okay. Uh, well, I, I guess just 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 that the the ramen chapter just in general was just really funny and how you know he he kept being like, oh, could she be one of us? Like, could she be one of, <laughs> one, of one of my kind? And like that that was like definitely like some laugh out loud moments for me. 
and then obviously that the the taxi driver uh well we talked about him before like he he was such a cool cool uh cool taxi driver and i think you makes makes a remark on that like <laughs> uh, he's such a cool cool driver like who, who, who is this guy <laughs> um so yeah i thought that was that was just uh, like some ni- nice things about those characters that was pr- pretty funny in my opinion yeah with the robin it just shows chica en- enjoys her life you know she's not really thinking about these special ways like if it just tastes good or if it sounds good she she does it. <laughs> it, yeah i mean maybe I, she, I don't doubt that she's a um, very intelligent person in her own right as maybe some of the other characters might doubt but mm-hmm. at the same time she you know if, if it sounds good to her she'll try it out or she'll eat it or she'll do it and hmm. yeah it's uh i think this chapter it, it shows that in a very hilarious way absolutely yeah and i i think that like this chapter or this volume kind of it starts off it, it like i think like not, not the entire first half of it but most of the first half of the volume is generally pretty heavy stuff like definitely not every chapter you know we have the ramen chapter we have the uh, uh hayasaka bath chapter <laughs> like we we do have some of those more funny chapters but for the most part the first half is pretty pretty heavy heavy yeah. stuff yeah yeah i mean kaguya broke the internet I mean, exactly. that's, that's, pretty, yeah. that's pretty heavy, wow. right? Wow, that, that's the event of the century, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> whatever I said. <laughs> Disaster of the century. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then we have, like, the second half of this volume is, you know, leans much more on the comedy. Yeah, for uh, sure. And I thought, I thought it worked really well. Um, it was a really nice mix of both. I feel like in the previous chapter, or the previous volumes, we sort of had f- said, like, uh, th- this volume was really good with the romance but not so good not as good with the comedy and vice versa mm-hmm. we have had mm-hmm. like one or two volumes like that uh but i think this one nailed both really, yeah really this well. is a great mix for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah more 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 funny moments i think my favorite chapter uh com- comedy wise um is either the one where they choose electives or uh, the Kashiwagi one. I think I think it's a Kashiwagi one, just because I, I love all these characters and their reactions to how... I, I, we don't really get too much of a reaction from Chika other than she's a bit a bit embarrassed by it. But, um, yeah. but just to get Ishigami's reaction and then Miyuki's reaction and the, you know, the gag where Ishigami's taking the toilet paper and he's like, what are you going to do with that? And then Miyuki takes the toilet paper, does the same thing, and Ishigami asks the same thing. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Then, that was that, hilarious. That was and then great. the icing on top was Kaguya listening to Miyuki's, uh, I guess, dating strategy of what happens on the on the fifth date. And she just, 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 just faints, just plop. I, 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 yes. I died on that one. That was so uh, hilarious. Yes. Oh, I, can't, uh. I, I can't wait to see that animated. Because that's on season one. So. Uh, right, yeah, that, yeah. I think that that's part of season two. That that scene, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, that 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 is amazing. I, I I was trying to flip through the pages again here, but I wasn't able to find it. But I took notes on one thing. I just can't remember where it was. Maybe you remember. Uh, there was one point in the volume where Kaguya imagines Miyuki saying how cute to her. 
which I thought was hilarious because we haven't we've never seen the, the reverse of that before. We we have seen many different like versions of her saying how cute, but um, but she actually envisioned him saying that to her in this volume at at some point. I just uh, can't remember now where that was. Oh oh oh! It was the the Twitter chapter, wasn't it? Uh, oh yeah 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 that's right yeah that's right when she's like like uh, slamming on on the door like let me in i want to see everything that you're (laughs) yeah that's right that's right ah yeah i I thought i thought that was so funny like just in general i mean that that chapter yeah that chapter is funny in general very funny Uh, yeah but i think my my favorite part was when yeah oh yeah there there it is when (laughs) when kaguya envisions miyuki saying how cute and just tossing the key down (laughs) 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 ah yes and also the airplane chapter. That was funny. A, a little strange, but it was funny. I mean, the, the, the main chunk of it was mostly strange, I think. Uh, but the funniest part to me at the end was when Kaguya accidentally says, oh, yeah. like, that must have been painful. And, like, <laughs> Miyuki oh. thinks it's about the things he said. <laughs> like, oh, oh. That, that, that was painful when she well, said yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Because uh, I knew he was gonna take it the wrong way, and sure yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The, and yeah, she, she she's like the master like uh, marksman. Like she she sniped down everyone. <laughs> yeah, but the way she in the anime that happens, and then she uh, Miyuki runs off, and then they then she chases after him, and they run through the school, and then they're on like outside on a, on a, a crosswalk or a sidewalk somewhere, and. It's really, it's like, it was kind of a strange way to end it. It's just like, okay, I guess we're, right, we're they, ending the show now. Yeah, they, they kind of turn, turn the finale of the episode in, or of the season into that kind of just like a spectacular little scene, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it worked, but it, it, it did feel a little odd that he would just start running. <laughs> like, <laughs> run home! Yeah. Run I mean, home! Obviously, like, that, that part isn't like, I guess... Something canon. that actually happened, <laughs> canon. I guess you could say, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more like for our amusement, sort of. Yeah. I think, or at least that's how yeah. I interpret it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It is. It, they, I guess they wanted to end the season off with uh, something big like that. I guess it wasn't bad, but I do, I do. I'm okay with it not being in the manga. <laughs> if that I like it, and actually, and this is not a spoiler since this is literally like the first second of season two. Mm-hmm. They pick it up basically the exact frame that season oh. one ends it. Okay. Uh, nice. If I recall, I, I I'm pretty sure that's that's what they did, uh, which is pretty cool I think. So it really like flows into into each other very like seamlessly. But yeah, um, we touched a little bit on uh, Chica basically freaking out about Miyuki ta- choosing music for his electives. <laughs> uh, I, I I also thought that was really really funny. Uh, but that chapter. Um, if you're ready to move into romance, but maybe you have some more on comedy. No, I I think I've sprinkled the entire discussion with comedic moments as I, we talked about the oh, characters yeah. and whatnot. It happens. So, <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm pretty good. I'll just repeat that, like you were saying, this is a good balance of the romance and the comedy, and uh-huh. not just between the chapters, but even within the chapters, there's times yeah. where it's funny there's times where it's romantic and I, the other volumes did, volumes did that as well but it just feels there's more of a balance 
mm-hmm. now, um, and maybe that'll be more of a consistent thing going forward. I do think so. Yes. I keep. I think. I feel like I. I keep saying something similar like that, in every discussion. <laughs> no, but it, it's too like with with a story like this that, in my opinion, really just keeps getting better and better, almost volume by volume. Uh, it it is like you kind of have to say that. <laughs> yeah. True. So I don't. I do not blame you for it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so moving into romance and segueing th- uh, through the um, the electives chapter, which is mostly a very funny chapter, but it does also have this really nice, I think, sort of romantic moment where Kaguya and Miyuki end up understanding each other uh, in mm. that, and and they, th- thanks to their uh, understanding of each other, and and also, well, from Kaguya's perspective, it's also like a a trust in Miyuki. Uh, oh, and actually, from both from both sides, there's trust and there's understanding, and uh, thanks to that, they both end up on top uh, in that in that I guess battle, if you want to call it that. Uh, so I, I thought that was really a really nice thing from a I guess sort of a sort of a romantic standpoint. Totally. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I I think it just all you can see it all at the very last page of that uh, chapter with her just beaming with happiness <laughs> and joy and dancing around yeah. and yeah, <laughs> it's really cute and like I said before, but it's it's you know that romantic like she's really she's really fallen for him. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't so much that she needed him to to tell her I want to be in the same class it was her just trying to get into the same class like she wanted to be in the same class it wasn't the it wasn't you know the more or I feel like at the beginning of the series she would have wanted Miyuki to say oh I want to be in the same class rather than trying to uh-huh. get into the same class does that make sense yeah, 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 absolutely, and I, and th- that's what the chapter kind of started out as. Yeah, as like it seemed like it would be a, a battle in that kind of sense, but then mm-hmm. then obviously like it twists, the, the twist comes, and Miyuki figures out that ooh, that's what she's got up her sleeve, uh, and like just that that un, unexpected turn was was really, really sweet. Indeed, I think the first chapter of the of the volume. Uh, it ends on a super bittersweet note, obviously, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they just barely miss each other at the student council, just go in there on the off chance that maybe they would meet each other there, which, I mean, first of all, was very, very slim chance, but they just both have this feeling and, and this, this longing for each other. So they go there and, and just barely miss each other. And, you know, they're, they're, they're so used to seeing each other every day in school. Yeah, they're just wishing, like, hoping for the summer vacation to end as soon mm-hmm. as possible, so they can go back to school and see each other like normal again. Um, like for the volume to kick off with a chapter like that, I like. I guess I think it it set the tone for the first half of the volume really well. Yeah, uh, because it really it really is, you know, has that kind of vibe, and uh, yeah, did that did that so so well. You just get this feeling in your stomach like. <gasps> Oh no, because I think by now you care so much about these characters and you want them to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good, so good. I agree. I guess I'll just go for the most obvious one. Sorry, I'm taking it. But <laughs> fireworks. The when yeah. they they get into the car and 
you know, she's flustered because, you know, Miyuki just found her and they're getting in this taxi. He's going to all this trouble just to, for her to see fireworks. And it's really yeah. this fast pace, even in the manga, this fast pace, emotional time. And, it, you know, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And then you see fireworks. But she's mm. not looking at the fireworks. She's too just awestruck or captivated yeah. by, by Miyuki. <laughs> and mm. her heart is beating so loud that she can't hear the fireworks. That the way that is written and yes. how the title is brought into that mm-hmm. beautiful. Like I one know. of the best f- forms of uh literature I've seen, u- uses of the manga that I I've seen that is so Honestly. well done. Um yeah. brilliant really. And like I said earlier, that was the moment where I fell in love with Kaguya and mm. it's like how do I how do I explain this? It basically takes the essence of love and puts it on a page, and you just see. It's one of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen in anime and also in the manga. That is I agree. so heartwarming, touching, captivating, and just an all-around special uh, page, and I, I adore it. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I would even go as far as to say even even beyond just, you know, weeb type mediums, uh, this, you know, romantic scene is up there competing, in my opinion, against all sorts of stories from, you know, and all over and in, in regards to just how much it touches me, uh, mm. you know, mm-hmm. it's so, so impactful. So it's like beautiful. impactful, poetic, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's. It's great. I, I adore it. I think. <laughs> yeah. More. Yeah. This is a brilliant idea by Akasaka. Good. Good job, man. Good job. Yes. And I also really like how. I mean, the ob- It's obvious. You know, he he he. You know, ties the name of the chapter into Kaguya's thought monologue. You know, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, but I think it's really nice how because that's obviously that, that's a two-parter. We got part one and part two of I can't hear the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Part one. It has one meaning where it's she can't hear the fireworks because she's so far away. She hasn't yeah. ever been able to see them and she can't hear the fireworks because of that. And then obviously in the sec- in the second part, she can't hear them because, you know, she's too excited and too, you know, you know, her, her heart is beating so loud. Uh, so she can't hear them for that reason. So it's like a completely different meaning for the mm-hmm. same for the same phrase. And I just really, really, really love that uh, turnaround, really. I, I agree. And it's interesting that he uses a different type of sensation where usually it's, I can't see the fireworks or, you know, I... Oh, yeah. You, know, uh, you don't really hear too many people talking about hearing the fireworks. Mm. And so right. in this moment, you could you could still say, oh, I can't see the fireworks because I'm busy looking at your face. But there's using the, the sensation of hearing and then the heartbeat beating so loudly because yeah. <laughs> she's in love with him. That That is, oh, there's such, mm. just something so beautiful beautifully unique and magical about that i just oh i love it i yeah <laughs> we really are fanboying all over this scene but it is it deserves it <laughs> this is this is what made me fell fall in love with the first anime i mean i was enjoying it through, through the whole time but then i mm. saw that moment and i was like yeah. wow this is something special totally absolutely um i i think i mentioned before i started reading the manga somewhere in the middle of 
the first season when it was airing. Okay. Um, so I had I I I experienced this scene first through the manga. Ah. Because because I I, I caught up pretty pretty fast uh, with it because I just got very into it, um, and those those chapters the fireworks sequence basically that whole thing was the first time that I shed tears um, through the manga. I think on my awesome. re on on our reread though I think I may have shed some tears even before that like earlier <laughs> earlier part but my, my first read through i it wasn't it, like th that was like the first time and uh i mean understandably so and uh and then when we got there to in, in the anime I, I you know i i cried like a baby that time too yeah. uh watching that last episode of of season one uh yeah it's just i i, I love I love. It, it might sound weird, but I love crying to stuff like this in fiction. Sure. Um, I don't know. Just it's so well done. It just touches me in a in a way that. Yeah. Mo most things aren't able to really affect me in this like this way, this strongly. I agree. Uh, but yeah, um, I have one more thing on romance to touch on. Before you go there, I just yeah, real quick. I know we mentioned this earlier, but I'll bring it up again. Is that yeah. from this chapter on, there's a some sort of change in Kaguya where. I I I do think she falls, head over heels for him, and, really becomes a somewhat aware of her. Feeling like romantic feelings more so than ever before, and mm. and we start seeing that in these subsequent chapters. And that she becomes a little more airhead, or happy, happy, and and um, maybe a little silly when <laughs> things go right with her relationship with Miyuki, when she thinks about him or mm -hmm. things like that. So uh, I don't feel like we've had too many reactions like that before this. But I mean, nearly every chapter after after that moment has something like that. Um, well, at yeah. least at least two or three instances, but right, yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely at least more than there has been in the past, mm -hmm. and and it really is fun to see that you know even I mean she she did a lot of you know warming up kind of before the story started, but even during the story she is warming up as well. Yeah, uh, you know, slowly but steadily as the chapters go, and that that's a treat to to follow along with, I think. Indeed. Yeah, so we talked about this before as well. Kageya wants to celebrate Miyuki's birthday. Or or she thinks that Miyuki wants to celebrate his birthday alone with her. <laughs> uh, or I mean, or I guess just the fact to, to start off with, she wants to celebrate his birthday. Mm -hmm. That alone, I think, is very sweet. You know, she, she even ordered a birthday cake for him. <laughs> so that's super sweet and then she you know gets the idea that ooh he he wants to celebrate it alone with me <laughs> and she gets very excited over that and then the volume just kind of ends yeah i was like wow i kind of want to see more of that <laughs> yeah i is this the first like is this the closest we've gotten to a cliffhanger uh, at the end of a volume so far i think so uh like, obviously it's not like a cliffhanger exactly no, but but like to, to to leave it that open on something that specific, I don't think it's done this before uh, at the end of the I, volume. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it makes sense. We are getting more into the story now, so it makes sense mm -hmm. that there's things that 
that we we have reason to be more excited about like things to, to look forward to so so i guess in the next volume i guess we can expect uh miyuki's birthday to come around and see you know whatever comes of that right i mean i'm, I'm excited to see yes. what's how this is going to fall apart for <laughs> Kaguya, I, I, I just her plans always go awry. I feel like, but may, maybe maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll work out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> but just about this chapter, the part where um, Shiragane is like, "Yeah, you probably don't even remember my birthday." She's like, "Yes, I do. I remember your I remember your birthday, your blood type, and yeah. and your weight of birth." <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> wow, she really did her research. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. She does have she does have a lot of resources, so she would be able to get that info. But did she really need to <laughs> need to do that? <laughs> uh, uh, when, yeah. when you're as crazy in love as she is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like she is madly she is madly in love with Miyuki. That that's one part of it. But she also comes. Obviously, we talked about this. Like you know, she comes from a background where, you know love isn't necessarily something that's talked about and she mm. i feel like it makes sense for her to not handle it or not deal with it like True. any other quote-unquote normal person would because she doesn't know what it's supposed to be like so i think you know like, the, like she has like we learned in volume four like she was kind of right well, she and she has this she has this curiosity about him like anyone like uh, when you're crushing super hard on someone you, you you're curious about them you want to know things about them you facebook stalk them and you do right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so so i guess you know it does make sense for her to take that extra step into looking up his weight at birth <laughs> <laughs> as weird as it might sound but yeah um do you have anything more on on romance um not really. I, I, I wrote down just briefly that Kashiwaki and her boyfriend are supposedly really making some real advancements in their, in their yeah. relationship. Um, so that yes. I guess that's romantic in that way. <laughs> uh, very steamy. Mm. But it, besides that, no. I mean, I think we covered it. Covered everything. I think so. I I guess I'll just say that the the cover for this. Volume is great. I mean, this is the first time Miyuki's been on the cover, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it it encapsulates the the climax of this volume. And you know when they go when they're in the taxi watching the fireworks and she can't take her eyes off him. I yeah. I, I love that. I'm so glad that that's that's the the volume cover. Yeah, it's 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 great. She got. She got. He's got this look. He's acting all cool, whatever, man. Yeah. If they took this picture together, you know, and he's looking back <laughs> afterward, he's like, "Oh man, oh kill me, oh I shouldn't, oh gosh, looks like a, <laughs> such a dork." Oh. <laughs> but he he does look pretty like tense as well. Yeah. True. He's he's sweating. Yeah. Yeah, he is sweating, and he's he definitely isn't like completely relaxed there. <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah. Um. With this fifth volume. James is now caught up to where he knew stuff. Yeah. Uh, since you you saw you've seen the first vol first season of the anime, that's all you knew beforehand, mm-hmm. and uh, well now now you are completely unspoiled for the future. Un- uncharted territory. I, I 
like I think I might have said this before, but there are a couple things I know from season two. One was I saw a, a clip of Ishigami in like a relay race or something, but I, mm-hmm. I clicked away from it because like, no, I don't want to be spoiled. So right. I only saw it somewhat briefly. And then I saw the scene where uh, Chika was teaching Miyuki how to sing. So I saw that already. So, it's, but we've already read which that. was already in this in this first the first five volumes anyway. So. Right. So, uh, so it does. You, you you don't basically you don't know anything crucial, anything right. in context. I guess, I guess it was yeah. I was just yeah, just saying those are the two little things that I only know. And I well, besides there being a new character, I mean, I, I, it's kind of hard to hide from that. People making it the profile pic and whatnot, but. <clears throat> better <laughs> guilty as charged <laughs> uh, no I mean, there's nothing wrong with that um so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what akasaka has in store for me in these next few volumes i mean oh yes. man i yeah, have and, like <laughs> desires and they better be fulfilled <laughs> i hope they will be and i and i'm I, i'm excited for this as well to get into like to, for you to not know what's coming at all basically uh is something that i that i'm very excited for as well because uh it's just fun to talk about these things uh with you and and sort of relive the the story uh through your reactions to it and stuff like that i, I i've been having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that and obviously real quick uh i will not get cu- get caught up to where I was at until we get to volume 16 because that's as far as I read. But I don't I don't read it anymore because I I want to get unspoiled as soon as possible just like James, but eventually we'll we'll be on the same page. And uh last question before we end the episode. Have you changed sides on who you root for to confess their love first? Hmm. I think I said this before as well, but no but I understand why people would want Kaguya to be the one to confess first because of her background and her sheltered life. You know, her taking the initiative would not only be her coming overcoming her pride, but also maybe overcoming her family situation and the rules they have set. So mm-hmm. I understand that. But at the same time, I think Miyuki being the one to confess not only would overcome his pride, but also help Kaguya, uh, Kaguya just maybe find a way to get out of her situation. Maybe that would help her get out, you know? Um, hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I think there's benefits to being confessed to or being the one to confess. And I haven't, I haven't found enough reason to switch sides yet. So I, I'm still um, I'm still on Team Kaguya at this point. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, with this volume, we can both both of us can safely say that Kaguya Shinomiya is our favorite character at this point in the story. Yeah, I mean, she yeah she was the MVP for me and mm-hmm. and I, I adore her. She's awesome. Absolutely, hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. So yeah, uh, that's that's all that was for for volume five. Thank you to anyone who listened. You can find James's stuff uh, outside of this channel on Intensity on YouTube, where he covers 
video game topics, uh, talks about video games, news, and, and uh, speculations on different things. And you can find me on YouTube and SoundCloud as Leon Morris, where I share all of the music that I produce. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll see you next time, where we will talk about Volume 6. Bye-bye. See you later.